This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we unjumble an important and sometimes under the radar statewide issue that affects you. We've all heard about the recent labor shortage, or as some have called it, the great American reimagining of work. Whichever perspective you gravitate toward, it's something that's affecting many businesses here in Michigan. It's kind of like that half glass full versus half glass empty, how you want to look (laughs) at it. Uh, But this question is precisely why we wanted to talk with one of those small business owners this week. Sandy Levine is the owner of Chartreuse Kitchen and Cocktails in Midtown Detroit. Sandy, welcome to Mishmash. Thanks very much. I'm happy to uh, to be here. So, Sandy, uh, what does this issue look like at Chartreuse specifically, and what do you think is sort of the root cause of all this? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, this is you know, it's been an incredibly challenging year and a half or whatever, and I don't see the you know the challenges going away. They're they're go- always going to shift. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, every restaurant I know of, certainly in this area and in most areas across the country, are are short staffed, and it, it is you know, it's compounded by by that fact that every restaurant is hiring at every position. I think, you know, there were staffing shortages even before COVID, but a, a lot of restaurant industry workers, I think, had been looking for a, an excuse to leave the industry and and COVID, you know, provided that and and much more of an, you know, of an excuse to, to just leave for good. So, you know, in, in our case, a lot of the people that have have left Chartreuse, or I should say haven't, you know, didn't return from the original shutdown, have almost universally all left the industry. Uh, you know, there's a couple exceptions, but for the most part, it's it's people just wanting to be done with, uh, with, with the industry and, you know, the, the challenging parts of it. You've said in the past that it's time to, quote, humanize workers. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, you know, I've been in the restaurant business uh, since I was younger than than of legal working age, and um, now I'm I'm kind of one of the the older people, you know, in, in the restaurant industry, and I think that it it's it's becoming, uh, you know, it's, it's moving in the direction that it, that it's supposed to be going, but it you know this industry did not treat people like human beings for for a very very long time as a whole, and obviously there are were and are exceptions to that. And, and those are becoming more numerous, but, um, you know, the restaurants are sometimes seen as, as machines with a whole bunch of working parts, which is, is a fair comparison, I guess, you know, until you, you neglect to, to recognize those parts as actual human beings with livelihoods and families and, you know, uh, needs. And, you know, I, I think, just understanding that that simple thing is unfortunately something that a lot of restaurant owners, managers, and patrons haven't recognized in the past. So what are some of the things that you're doing at Chartreuse uh, to, to cut in the other direction, you know, to, to do that, to make sure that um, you're acknowledging your own staff as human beings that, and, and making sure that they feel uh, like they want to be there and want to work there. Yeah. I mean, as, and I'll say like, as an owner of a small independent restaurant, it's, it is tricky. Like, you know, the financially, we don't really, um, you know, we don't have much flexibility. You know, restaurants don't have a, a, a huge profit margin, um, even in the best case scenarios. So it's not like you, you know, I, we have all this money to work with and just, you know, it's, we're able to just give people a living wage like we would want to. Um, and the, you know, the, um, 
the tip system is it makes it that much more complicated, right? Because right now, for example, we're really, really shorthanded and have been for a long time. Um, you know, I, I think we have finally, we're at the point where we probably have enough staff, but they're not really trained and ready to go. Um, and then once they are, we'll be, you know, we would want to add seating if we could. So, um, you know, servers at our restaurant are making really, really good money, which is great. And they're making, you know, they, they deserve to, to be making what they make. Um, but the back of the house, you know, is, is a totally different story and, and we are not paying them near what we would like to be paying them. You know, our, our minimum wage, we start, um, our, uh, entry level staff at 15 an hour. And, um, you know, we would, we would certainly like to bump that up and we would very much like to bump everybody else up, uh, you know, above where they're at. Um, but, but it's tricky. And I think, I think part of it is just, just the way you talk to people and the way, you know, we're managing people and, and working with one another. And, you know, there's, I've, I, again, in earlier years, I've seen chefs throw metal sheet trays at, at people and scream at them. And there's this humiliation thing, or you get shifts taken away if you drop a glass or, you know, all of those things are, um, you know, treating people like machines who output money instead of, you know, humans who are doing a job and contributing to, to the, you know, the betterment of the restaurant, you know, so we've, we've always prided ourselves on, on just treating people with humanity and, and like peers and, and not like anybody's better than anybody else or anybody's job is above anybody else or anything like that. And we've, we've not lost very many people. Our turnover is very low, but we just, you know, we, we still just need more people. One of the things that I think has probably become sort of more top of mind for workers during the pandemic is is essentially healthcare benefits. I mean, they've been living through the sort of real and immediate need for healthcare benefits. And many jobs that are seeing shortages are ones that don't really offer healthcare or comprehensive healthcare coverage that workers are demanding. Is that something you think should or especially will change, especially for restaurants and other businesses in the service industry? And then and, and talk about sort of is it tricky for this industry to offer healthcare benefits? Yes, it is. It is definitely a challenge. And, and again, you know, I think like all of these kind of like bars have been set and um, we have these systems in place that are broken, right? Like, you know, whether it's healthcare or the tip system or, or whatever else, restaurants have gotten used to these things. So anybody who, you know, who strays from that, uh, is going to face a challenge because nobody else has those hurdles. So if, you know, if we start at 15 and, you know, Applebee's might, you know, pay their line cooks 18 to start or something like that, or, or more 20, you know, I've worked at a chain restaurants where line cooks were making 22, 23 an hour, but they had like four regional managers with healthcare, you know, just introducing a, a cost of, you know, three, $400 per staff member per month, uh, is is just not necessarily something that's feasible. So, it, you know, if the costs were lower, maybe more people would do it. But ultimately, if everybody was on the same playing field, I think it would be um, it would be a much better situation for everyone because you know then you're not off on an island by yourself paying all of these extra expenses. You know, to try to run your business the way that a business should be run with nobody else doing that. Um, you know, we, 
and, and there are a few other restaurants around here that that obviously offer offer healthcare or or insurance or whatever. We work with Plum Health, um, who I believe is based out of Corktown, and they are um, they they don't work with insurance. Um, <clears throat> so you know that has you know we've I've, I've had I've I have gone more than a decade without going to a doctor when I was uh, you know a server and uh, and a manager without insurance in the industry, and I would say that. Most people my age who are in the restaurant business ha- would say the same thing at some point in their career. They've gone a decade without seeing a doctor. And, you know, that is, you know, that's, that's shameful. Um, so, you know, again, we're trying to do what we can. Paul Thomas is the doctor who runs Plum Health and, and his program is amazing. And it's, it's been really, really helpful to a lot of staff members uh, since, we, you know, since we started doing that. We know Dr. Paul well at WDET. Nice. Yeah. Uh, one of the things uh, that I, I mean, I, I think that one thing that we've heard from some restaurant owners is sort of cutting against this narrative that this is about workers being lazy, not wanting to work, that they're just collecting their unemployment, enhanced unemployment benefits, um, and they don't want to work. And maybe there's an element of that. Uh, we have heard that there is an element of that. But for many of their employees, especially back of the house workers, we've heard they've actually taken this opportunity to move up in their careers. You've sort of talked a little bit about that already, about taking the advantage of this moment to move into different kinds of work. One restaurant worker actually told me that they've found better work in the emerging cannabis industry here in Michigan. Um but that's something that we haven't talked or heard much about, I think. You know, how for many workers, this is about improving their prospects, getting better jobs. Is that something you've seen as well? Sure. Yeah. Initially, like right when the shutdown happened, I think there was just this, this you know, swing of like restaurants being really, really busy. And then there was this up and coming, you know, cannabis industry. And then right when everything shut down, everybody went toward, gravitated towards that, um, <laughs> that industry. And, you know, you know, I, I truthfully, like for a lot of the staff members who during the initial, um, quarantine where nobody had income and nobody could get through with unemployment and all that, it was great that people were hopping into these jobs and getting an income and being able to, you know, to get food and, and shelter and all that, you know, the, this industry is weird. And, and I, like we, I've said multiple times before, like at Chartreuse, we're about as lucky as we could possibly be with our clientele. Like it, it is a dream to take care of the people that we have here, but in the restaurant industry as a whole, you know, there have been countless stories of really, really rude, obnoxious guests treating, you know, frontline restaurant workers like garbage. And and that's not only in, in relation to COVID, obviously that it was exacerbated, but um, you know, that's been going on for, for a very long time. There is a, there are some people that just feel empowered by, you know, paying for a meal that they have the right to, to treat people like they're less than them or whatever else. Um, and you know, there's that, I, I make a joke of it a lot, but you know, the, there's that idea of a real job and, you know, anybody who's spent time as a server or a bartender or any, any other restaurant, uh, position, has been asked that question when are you, when are you going to get a real job or or you know what is your real job or or whatever else and you know i think hearing that question hundreds if not thousands of times over and over again probably has had an effect on people who you know maybe felt like that that's what they should have done um you know to me as a as, as somebody who 
really has a lot of love for this industry. I find it really uh, frustrating and, and kind of hurtful that a job that very few people I think could do well is, is not considered a real job. This is, this is a highly skilled trade. Uh, and I think for a very brief moment, people were, were really appreciative of restaurant workers, you know, during the, the, maybe the first time that we were able to open back up. Um, but that, that evaporated really quickly, unfortunately. So kind of bouncing off of that, let's talk unions. <laughs> We've been hearing some talk of restaurant workers organizing to have more power over their working conditions, things like benefits, compensation. What is your reaction to that? I think it's great. I mean, like, uh, you know, again, I mean, obviously there there are outliers or whatever, but as someone who has always kind of tried to be uh, – you know, I, I've had really, really bad bosses and really, really good bosses. And I've, you know, I've tried to emulate the best ones that I've had uh, because those are the people that have had, you know, the best working environments. And if we're all spending all this time together, making it unpleasant is, is, is going to be unpleasant for everyone. Uh, so if, you know, if our staff is not happy, then it's going to make my life miserable. So, you know, I think if, if you have your staff's well-being in mind, then those kinds of things aren't an issue. I think that, you know, the, a lot of the owners who are really scared of unions are the ones who have been taking advantage of their staffs and, you know, treating them more as a, a means to their own wealth than a significant contributing factor to, to the restaurant's well-being. So let's look toward the future uh, a little bit here. For one thing, do you see this as a lasting situation in the industry or is this simply a glitch as we sort of adapt back to life after the worst of the pandemic. And and what are your hopes for where the industry will go from here? I mean, is this a reckoning of sorts? I hope so. I mean, uh, you know, I am over the last few weeks and maybe month or two, I've been kind of coming to terms with the fact that like nothing is really over, you know, obviously the, you know, Michigan has lifted all the mask requirements and, all of that stuff. And, and so maybe that phase of it is over. Um, but within the restaurant industry, I don't really see any kind of like stable, okay, this is going to be how it is indefinitely coming anytime soon. I think, you know, everybody is scrambling for, for staff and that includes the supply chain. You know, I, on my social media this morning, you know, there's, it's flooded with people complaining about not being able to get deliveries from dry goods to equipment to whatever else we're opening uh, two new restaurants. And, you know, there have been a lot of delays for furniture and, you know, our, our I sent a text uh, about our ice machine that was, you know, that was supposed to be here two months ago or whatever. All of that stuff is, is really, really disruptive. So I don't, I don't see that reconciling right away. Um, and then, you know, again, like I, I think there there needs to be a reckoning where rightly so like people are leaving the industry because it's not a great industry to work in as a whole and until you know more owners and and managers can step up and start treating people the way that they sh that people deserve to be treated or at least have a right to be treated nothing is going to be stabilized I, I don't think Sandy Levine is the partner of Chartreuse Kitchen and Cocktails in Midtown Detroit. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us an insight to your experience. Thanks so much for having me. 
All right, that's all for Mishmash. I'm Jake Neer. And I'm Shayna Roth. Thanks for listening. 